welcome to Splash of Cinema. I am your host, John Bodeman. And I am John's twin brother and multiple-time podcast guest, William Bodeman. And uh, once again, John, I'm uh, very happy to be on and to kick off this weekly series with you about Barry. Yeah, Barry. Uh, one of the best shows on television. It's been in the canon for a couple years now. And we're getting into the last season. It's sad. They, they recently announced that this would be the last season. But Will, it's good to have you on. We keep track here on the pod, but Will has now once again passed Sam Rosevier as our most frequent guest. If you're listening, Sam, I'm sure you'll fix that soon. But um, yeah, so we've been doing this for Succession. It's a new thing we're trying, and it's actually worked out quite well. Recapping these episodes the day after they come out. This was monumental for Barry as it's its last season, its fourth. And the first two episodes were actually released on HBO last night at 10. First, we'll cover episode one, Yikes. Will, initial thoughts, what do you think about the episode? It was very interesting. Uh, I'm very, just in general, as a just general comment about television right now, HBO is killing it. And it's a little hard for me as both an avid succession and Barry fan to watch them back to back because they do offer very different things to the viewer. They're both very different types of television. But what a treat yesterday. A great succession episode and then obviously... The Barry first and second episode drop, which we will both be covering today. So yeah, great day of television. Overall, I thought it was a very good introduction to what will be the last season of Barry, as John mentioned. I think we're going to see this season go into a very dark, much more psychological setting where we really can see Barry's whole persona and character arc sort of wrap up. I was treated to see at least some of those flashbacks as to when he was a child. I think they're going to continue that. John, what did you think about the flashbacks and just the general darkness of these two episodes? Yeah, um, I think what Barry does better than any show out there is it toes the line between darkness and comedy. And in that way, it parallels succession a little bit. But Barry, to the utmost, is absolutely yin and yang in terms of darkness and comedy. And I just love like that opening, one of the opening shots of Yikes, the first episode is the prison guard watching television and he literally is watching Barry's crimes being unfolded essentially as Barry's walking into the prison and he's like oh we have a celebrity in here give him give him whatever he wants Um, Barry thrives on those moments and then later we come to that same prison guard and it's a completely different interaction with Barry it's incredibly dark and cynical and Barry threatens him and gets beaten up and that's the that's the yin and yang of the show that's that's where it thrives it can turn two characters and, and spin completely different interactions, and it kind of roller coasters your emotions like that. Um, the flashback scenes, too, have been a staple of Barry the show. Now we're going back earlier than we really ever have. And we also get this weird trip at Barry's head where we fast forward a lot to visions of his future, like dreams he has of having children. He's clearly delusional. It's hilarious. Like, Everyone but Barry realizes that these dreams are probably never going to come to fruition. But yeah, it, it was a real treat. And I think that the first episode especially was a very strong opener. They always pick up like a couple weeks, months down the line and don't really address the elephant in the room, but kind of do by placing you in a new setting. And yeah, it, it just picked up right where it left off this time. There wasn't really a time gap and it was excellent. No, I completely agree. 
I think it's going to be very interesting plot-wise. It'll probably be the most dynamic of any season thus far, which is crazy because they're all very dynamic in terms of the plot. You never know what's going to happen at the beginning of the season in terms of predicting the end. But I think that'll be especially true for this season, just in the fact of all of the different plot dynamics that were introduced in the first two episodes. There's always a heavy amount of conflict now that we're going to see in Barry between all these characters and their interactions. There's a lot of questions that these first two introductory episodes introduced. Like I said earlier in my last comment, I think it was a very dark introduction, particularly putting us in the psyche of Barry. Like that scene with the prison guard was super dark. But then also now Sally is coming back into his life and says she loves him. And he's clearly very hopeful about that. So is that going to be his catalyst for being the normal Barry badass self that he's been throughout the last three seasons? Is he going to try to, you know, get back to her? And the stuff with Hank and Christopher, like... You think that Hank is going to want to break Barry out of prison, but now he wants to kill Barry. And it's just, it's what this show does very well, as John just said. It's just turned things on its head. It's very confusing, but also hilarious, and how quickly the dynamics and alliances shift. And I think that's especially, um, and I want to hear your thoughts on this, John. I think that's especially true with the Fuchs-Barry dynamic. Like, what is with that? Like, there's been multiple times throughout the show where Fuchs is, like, about to, like, expose and betray Barry, but then Barry, like, says sorry, and then he's just right back to, like, loving him. And, yeah, it's just such a weird dynamic. John, what are your thoughts? I mean, yeah, the the great thing about Barry is it knows its characters so well. And while the characters' actions change, their ways never change. And Fuchs and Barry have been like this all four seasons. They might be betraying each other in different ways, but they still have that same weird, like almost like a father-son mentor relationship. But Fuchs needs Barry probably more than Barry needs Fuchs. And everyone realizes that except for, for Barry. Um, and that's what's kind of ironic. And this, is, this has happened before. Barry has betrayed Fuchs or turned on him in his own way. Ultimately, I would say... Fuchs has been worse to Barry. I mean, the fact that Barry's even in prison right now is probably because of Fuchs. But Fuchs is probably in prison because of Barry, too. So we'll see how that all plays out. It's clear that Barry doesn't care about Fuchs. And Fuchs had this little momentary change of heart. I really didn't expect that from him. I thought he would rat out Barry and try to take the plea deal like he's kind of done in various forms his whole life. But when you really think about it, when Fuchs goes after Barry time and again it's not really for like personal gain it's because he's actually genuinely pissed at barry when he gets personal gain is when barry's on his side so i feel like he's been betraying him over and over to try to bring him back to his side and once again he's realized barry's not going to come back how do you see that playing out do you think that barry's gonna get the witness protection program with sally or is it going to get ultimately screwed up at some point I definitely have an answer to that, but just first I want to say right back to the Barry Fuchs thing. I think it's hilarious exactly that dynamic that you're talking about, how as soon as like Barry's even remotely on Fuchs's side again, he he immediately tries to use it for like personal gain. Like Barry like came back to him a little bit, like just barely in what was it, the first or second episode? Yeah, it's the second episode. And Fuchs immediately like starts going up to other prisoners and is like, I'm the Raven. I'm dangerous. And then points to like Barry and he's like, and he's like my, he'll help me out and stuff. Like, it's just hilarious, like how much he uses him. But uh, back to your question, 
I don't know. Like, I really don't know how the witness protection thing's going to play out. I think Barry is, like, pretty set on trying to get out, like I said, because, like, now he has hope in his life again because of Sally. But, I mean, it's, it's gotta fail, right? Like, I cannot see this season ending in anything good for Barry. There's people after him now and all sorts of stuff. Like, there's just no way he gets away, like, scot-free and gets, like, a new life and stuff. Although, I do have to say... I would love that ending, and it would be hilarious just for ironic purposes. But yeah, I personally see this ending in disaster. I only see his relationship with the FBI causing more conflict and all sorts of shootouts, and yeah. But there does have to be some sort of path for him out of prison. I really think so. I do not see him being in prison by the end of the season. Yeah, Fuchs inadvertently here screws over Barry by at the end telling Cristobal at the end of the second episode telling Cristobal that Barry has ratted him out and I don't even think he was intending for Cristobal to want to kill Barry or anything like that but Fuchs felt so betrayed that he he let it slip and immediately the whole plan that had been coming for through about half the episode where Cristobal wants to get Barry out of prison game over and you're right the show turns on a dime like that but every single relationship is centered around how someone interacts with Barry. Every single character, it's how do they get along with Barry? And they're all some form of a love-hate relationship. Now, the next the next relationship I want to get into is the Barry-Sally dynamic. We see an interesting scene, great acting there during the prison call. My personal favorite, probably comedic moment of these whole first two episodes was when Sally is doing her typical Sally thing, breaking down in, in the car as soon as she sees her mom, like, I'm dating a serial killer. And this is genuinely a hard moment for her, but her mom's just like ordering fast food. and Because it's she's seen this over and over again. I really liked that arc, how that opened up with Sally and her parents. Because you can see why Sally is the way she is and definitely why she's like dependent on Barry a little bit. She craves that attention. And after not getting that from her parents, her parents kind of degrade her a little bit. She goes right back to prison and Barry, and that relationship's not over. I can just feel it. Absolutely, the relationship is not over. And they set it up so that she would be, once again, a major character in the show. Really identifying, symbolizing as Barry's big love interest, his hope, his shot at normalcy. You know, which obviously, like, the acting was part of that too. But I feel like it's always been Sally that's, like, grounded his vision more than anything else. Just because he does recognize that there is, like, kind of a normal person, even with all their flaws, that loves him. But, yeah, I don't know. I think that we could see the Sally's previous murder coming back into play. I think they foreshadowed that quite a bit. Part of the reason she came back was because she was worried about, you know, the body that she had left. And obviously Barry took care of it for her. But I could see some loose ends coming back in her past. But... Yeah, I mean, I'm not sure. I think another great part of Barry is that it's just so hard to predict. Like, we know that Sally's going to be a big part of this season, but how, like, why? I don't know. It's 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 very confusing to me. The first two episodes certainly set up a lot of major action. But again, like we've been saying, I'm sure things will get turned on their head very soon. It's ridiculously fast-paced, yeah. And the characters have already been so developed enough and they just keep acting like they're the same characters. We don't even need that much more character development. We just need action. And they're going to tackle that a lot this season. Just scene after scene, development after development. And yeah, you're right. I think that body does come back into play. We saw that 
with Sally having like a PTSD flashback on the plane with like the little girl in front of her. She saw like the dead body. And then later, of course, after that dark moment, there's a comedic moment when her friend calls her and it's like, did you know about Barry? Like, did you see about the murder and stuff? And she's like, I wasn't there. I wasn't there. And, you know, she's thinking about the murder that she committed. Meanwhile, they're talking about Barry killing Detective Janice Moss. And ironically, he, he has this like string of probably 100 bodies and they've only linked one to him so far. I mean, they keep calling him a serial killer. I can't really figure it out. They only know that he killed Janice Moss, right? Do they know that he killed more people? Yeah, I mean, I wasn't sure about that. Like that line that he was called a serial killer and stuff was confusing. I think they're probably assuming that he killed more people and it's like insinuated. And I mean, all of that, like a lot of his acting class and stuff, that do only know about the one murder now, also know that he has, like, killed people in Afghanistan and stuff, too. So, I'm not sure what that's referring to specifically. But back to the murder of Janice Moss, which obviously, just to recap for our listeners, is the major thing, the major plot event um, of the past couple of seasons that ended up putting Barry in prison, making Cousineau this new national hero. Yeah, what do you think specifically about the death of Janice Moss and Cousineau? Because there was a lot of teasing in these first two episodes about how that's going to be portrayed in the future. Like all of us, you know, over the past couple of seasons, it's been setting it up so that we think that Kuzino is some big, changed, like nice, like great guy. But then he's going behind Janice Moss's father to like profit off of her disappearance and murder. Like that that's showing signs of old shyster wannabe famous Kuzino. <laughs> yeah i mean kuzino he's a con artist from day one and you know the real fans know that and he's had some personal struggles with barry but it's cool to see him like back to his old behavior and when he's not sad i think that's when he thrives and of course he's making it all about him like he gives a monologue to the reporter with a lot of fabricated details like he's not relaying that story like he could be and sally calls him out on it she's like you knew that he killed janice moss and you just didn't say anything for like months like i was living with him and you know in the the only kuzino way possible that was like a golden nugget of just genius he does a monologue for a vanity fair reporter oh (laughs) like (laughs) it's classic it's so classic yeah he's gonna make it all about him and try to get like a book deal or something how i got barry I think he did love Janice Moss and he was like devastated by it. But at this point, it's all in the past. It's behind him. And her dad recognized that too. He was like trying to joke with her dad and her dad just like stared at him seriously. Yeah, that that was great though. I, I love that little that little monologue. Kusuno has the lights going and he's like, I don't mean to be in the spotlight. Meanwhile, he's literally in the spotlight on the stage. But we'll see how that comes out though. I think the Vanity Fair reporter should be able to cut through some of that bullshit. But Kuzno could end up getting himself in trouble if he's not careful and definitely destroy his little reputation. We, you know, for all the change that we thought he might have gone through in the last two seasons, I don't think he's changed at all. I think he was just down for a little bit and now he's on the up and up again. Wait till Barry gets out of prison. But that's definitely an interesting relationship as well. That little call between Barry and him. That's just, Barry loves him so much. It's hilarious. Like he, he straight up betrayed Barry like to his face. And Barry's still like, I love you, Mr. Kusno. That line, I forget which season it's from, season two or three, but that'll always ring with me forever. Just genius. That's genius television. Yeah, no, I think 
it's great to have the old con man shyster Kuzino back. Because, like, he always has been that way for sure. Like you were saying, like, that's clearly, like, his character at heart. But over the past season, season and a half, you do feel really bad for him. Because, like, Barry did kidnap him and, like, threaten his family and stuff. And there were some points where, like, you necessarily, like, at least I did as a viewer, I genuinely thought he changed. But clearly, like, that wasn't the case. Clearly, he's back to his old ways. I have a big theory here. I think that what Janice Moss's dad was saying was totally right. Like, what the reason why you don't talk to a reporter in a case like this is because it could totally influence the case. And it, it would only ha- ever help Barry. Like, it would only help him get out of prison. So I could totally see Kuzino, like, as, like he already has, like, going on some sort of press escapade, or even just the Vanity Fair article itself blowing up, and then that really helping Barry in, like, a trial. Like, I could see Kuzino, like, inadvertently maybe getting Barry out of prison just for his own vanity. What do you think about that? Oh, that's spot on. Yeah, I could see that happening. And not only is he, like, kind of this con man, but he's also just a bad actor. What's hilarious is all these actors are like, they're all such wannabes. They're all bad actors. He was in like a show once and then now he's been teaching this acting class where he even says to the reporter, I've saved lives. His his impressions of Barry in that monologue are just so off. Like it's ridiculous. We might see him on the up for a little bit, but ultimately he's going to come back down. Sally's definitely at her all time low. I forget what nickname they gave her, but clearly her reputation's gone. And she's kind of the opposite. I could... I don't think she'd ever profit off of Barry, but maybe she might make a show about it or try to redeem herself somehow. But yeah, while she's been associated with Barry in a negative light, Kusuno is reaping the positive rewards for now, but not really. We'll, we'll see what happens with that. Yeah, what was um, what was Sally called? I think the SeaWorld girl or something. I think I believe they were calling her the SeaWorld girl. Yeah, we we can swear on this podcast. But yeah, I think they were calling her the con girl if we want to get that word out there. Yeah, yeah, Um, yes. If you're listening to this, I'm sure you're familiar with with the show's lead up up to this point. But not only was she dating a serial killer, and Kusuno's right, like she definitely should have seen the signs. I think she did see the signs and just chose to ignore them. She screams when she's angry and she really like lights up. She has probably as many anger issues as Barry. That's probably why they work so well together. And her mom's like, oh, here, you're just going to scream at me again. And then she immediately screams at her mom. And that's how she ruined her career. But yeah, excellent. The last little arc that I want to talk about, there's several, but Cristobal, is he back? Do you think they're going to, this sand thing's going to be successful? They always have something cooking, but Hank and, and Cristobal, they always kind of devise little schemes to screw up whatever piece their their lives are in the moment. What do you think about that? Yeah, I mean, I really like that dynamic. I think it's probably a favorite audience dynamic just because they're very comedically oriented in terms of whenever their scenes are portrayed. They're very funny. And they also are just a great couple, um, non-traditional couple, which is cool to see. Yeah, I don't know. They will definitely be a big part of this season as they have been. They'll, I'm sure, get back into their crime syndicate ways as it's been shown. I'm sure they will try to murder Barry, find Barry, maybe find people in his personal life, take them hostage. Like, there'll be all sorts of shit like that. But yeah, they obviously can't stay out of trouble. You mentioned Cristobal specifically. I don't personally pay as much attention to him as as Hank. I think a lot of the Cristobal plot just for him is kind of done just because, like, his wife is now out of the picture. 
his like father-in-law that was running the empires out of the picture like i really think hank kind of wears the pants in that relationship as was seen by like him totally interrupting their presentation for like what he wanted and he was always the one that wanted to break barry out of prison christopher's like no like there's no point like there's just a waste but yeah again like you were asking with sally i don't know how that dynamic's going to play out um i think they're definitely going to get back involved in their criminal empire but how that'll interfere with barry like who knows i'm sure they there could be another change of thought and maybe they'll want to break barry out of prison again like who knows you're right you're right the audience is is drawn to hank over cristobal and i don't think that's even really an argument hank is the much more dynamic cool character and maybe the funniest character in the show outside of barry's little golden moments but I was just saying it's cool to see Cristobal back because that's the one like little plot jump that wasn't even really addressed. The last time we saw Cristobal, he was almost in a vegetative state from getting shocked. And it just doesn't really pick up from there. It immediately just shows him and Hank sitting in, I think it's New Mexico, living their their own version of peace for a little bit. But really that into almost the entire like second half of the last season we didn't get to see Hank at his best because I think Hank at his best is when he has Cristobal there that they play off each other so well. And I don't know, Cristobal kind of disappeared on us for a little bit. And I think he's going to be more of a character this season. Definitely always in some form or fashion, an accessory to Hank. But I think, I think this was one of Cristobal's stronger episodes throughout the entire show. And he even spurs Hank to action a little bit. He kind of calls him out on his version of happiness. I think Hank needed to wake up and realize that what he really wants is to have some sort of empire and not a quiet life. Those guys are destined to continue to devise schemes until they either crash or burn or maybe in the end run a successful crime syndicate in Los Angeles. And they, they always seem to find more men to do their bidding. We'll see now that they have this new group that they've convinced to do this sand venture. We'll see what happens with those guys. But they're very good at convincing and hiring guns. And Hank and Barry, that's a great relationship too. I I don't think that's going to be finished. I think at some point Hank's going to get Barry back on his side. For now, he wants to kill him, but that seems like a poor plan. Whenever anyone wants to kill Barry, it tends to go off the rails. Yeah, no, absolutely. I think for most of the show so far... Well, for all of the shows so far, Barry has been extremely invincible as a character. Like a lot of these main characters, um, they've survived a lot of conflict and trauma. But yeah, like you were mentioning about Hank and Cristobal, they're clearly setting back into their old ways. I think in general, these first two episodes kind of showed the true nature of a lot of these main characters and that they are going to all back into their own, drifted back into their own ways, whether it's Barry and his delusions or Sally and her need for attention or Kuzino and his need to exploit situations for his own personal gain, or Hank and Cristobal and their need to have power in a criminal empire and be, you know, successful crime lords. I think this season is going to be all about characters falling back into their own patterns until it comes to fruition. And what I'm assuming, since it is the last season, will be at least one big death, if not multiple. But um, yeah, I guess... We will see in the coming in the coming weeks. Please stay with John and I as we cut through the course of these next six episodes. Uh, we love doing the show. We love giving analysis, and it's great to have a, a good community of Barry fans out there. So thank you very much. I know that you are. We're getting geared up to hop off, but I just have one little fun more question before we hop off. Who's Dorothy in the Cristobal Hank relationship, and who's the Tin Man? 
did they call it right? Is Hank Dorothy or is or is it Cristobal? And why? <laughs> um, yeah, just to answer that clear. I think we already answered that. I mean, Hank is the main character. Hank is the attraction. Hank is the Dorothy. Cristobal is the Tin Man, for sure. Although the Tin Man didn't have a heart and Cristobal has a big one. He's more of a um of a lion, I would say. Or a scarecrow. Definitely Dorothy is Hank. So there you have it, folks. Hank is Dorothy. The debate has been settled. The big question. Thank you for tuning in to our recap of the first two episodes of Barry season four. We're excited to see you next week for episode three. Once again, the episodes we covered today were episode one, Yikes, and episode two, Bestest Place on the Earth. Stay tuned. Next Sunday at 10 o'clock on HBO after Succession is Barry episode three, and Will and I will be here to cover it for you the following Monday. So thanks for coming on, Will. I look forward to this conversation next week. Signing off, I'm John. And I'm Will. Thank you. Thank you. Nice. 80 degrees. Oh, shit. That's sick. Hell yeah.